What is up, people? And thank you so much for listening to this episode of the New Generation Sports Talk Podcast. A little bit of a shake-up here if you're watching us on YouTube. We're doing the first part of our podcast this week on video, so we're going to give you guys a little bit of an inside scoop and, and how the sausage is made, so to speak, and how we do our uh, Sports Talk Podcast. So I'm very excited to do this show, Kendall. This is a huge show. Um, one of the biggest sports shows maybe we've ever done when you consider some of the crazy stuff happening in free agency. That's going to be a big part of today's show. Of course, you are my co-host today. What's up, homie? Yeah, yeah. NBA free agency is underway. We're past July 1st. And, of course, as uh, every year goes by, nothing big happened. Um, oh, yeah. No, it was minor deals. You know, I mean. His own year might have been the biggest deal of them yeah, all. I mean, Aaron Baines re-signed oh, yeah. with Boston. So that's <laughs> been a big deal for the Celtics. Uh, but other than that, you know, especially in the state of California, not much, you know, the Warriors running it back. Lakers running it back, you know, nothing big happened with those teams. Yeah, it was min- minor stuff happening in the league. Nah, but Kendall, this... Also, has... I think I heard LeBron went somewhere. Oh, LeBron, oh, you made a decision? Yeah. 3.0? There yeah, might be a little something. Like that, yeah. yeah, I think we may, we may talk about that a little bit on this show. So we got a lot to get to on the show. We're going to talk pretty much all NBA free agency on this show. Uh, this has been the biggest uh, topic of the week. So um, we're going to focus mostly on that. And then maybe we'll get into some other stuff later on the show. But let's start the show. Let's talk about the king. LeBron James finally made his decision. Actually, I can't say finally. It was pretty quick. I mean, as soon as the July 1st deadline came in, he made his decision to go to the Lakers. It's finally in the sense that we've been waiting. we knew this day would cut was coming a year. Yeah, it was inevitable. We knew, like, all right, when the when the, when the Lakers signed Catavius Caldwell Pope to that one-year deal, $18 million, we knew, all right, you know, so Rich Paul and his boys at Clutch Sports are laying down the, the groundwork to possibly bring LeBron to L.A., but we didn't know if it was going to happen or not. I mean, I have been talking about it for a couple of weeks, and yeah. I would be shocked if he didn't go to the Lakers, but it uh, became official uh, quicker than I expected. Yeah, and LeBron signed a four-year deal. That's the surprise also. That's the big surprise because recently these deals he's been signing have basically been one-and-ones or two-year deals. I think yeah. his first year in Cleveland it was a two-year deal. Yeah. So – uh, he has not been doing these longer-term deals. This is a four-year deal with a fourth-year option, player option. And that was probably the biggest shock of them all. I think everyone kind of assumed that because the Lakers situation, we don't know what's going to happen with Kawhi Leonard. Obviously, Paul George, who we'll talk about later, he resigned in Oklahoma City. That kind of shockwaves a lot of people. Everyone kind of penciled him in as a Los Angeles Laker going into the next season. So when you saw all that happen, you thought, okay, LeBron maybe will commit to them short-term, see what happens. If things don't work out, he could take his talents elsewhere. But he's committing to the Lakers in a way that he hasn't committed to a team in a very long time. And, Kendall, I got to say, this is fascinating in so many ways. First of all, you have um, what's always kind of been the conversation of LeBron versus Kobe in this generation. That's kind of been... One of the big things, especially if you're talking to, you know, the kids and the younger people nowadays. And LeBron, it seems to have really ran away with that in recent years. I've had my many of, uh, you know, high school lunchroom. Yeah, the cafeteria. Cafeteria. The cafeteria arguments. Kobe, LeBron, yeah. Yeah, I've I've seen them. It kind of shows that how it it transcends. Because I haven't, guys, not to date myself, I've not been in high school in a very long time. And I had those very same uh, cafeteria debates as well. So it's kind of surreal to kind of see this moment where LeBron is putting on the purple and gold. It's also surreal to me that of all the scenarios, and kind of Ryan Rosillo, shout out to him, he posted it on Twitter, and I, I totally agree. Of all the scenarios I saw playing out with LeBron James this offseason, 
none of them came to my mind that it would include him going with what looks like no one else as of now. Uh, they could eventually trade for Kawhi Leonard, but as of right now, it's LeBron and what I'm calling the Suicide Squad. <laughs> you know, it is Lance Stevenson, it's JaVale McGee. They just signed Rajon Rondo today. I mean, this is not... Yeah, who's next? This is not your super OJ team. Mayo. Yeah, Vernon Maxwell may come out of retirement. Ricky I think Davis. they may get Xavier, Xavier McDaniel. Who's <laughs> the most crazy guys waiting in the NBA? Darius Miles may come back out of retirement. Uh, you know, no chill, Gilbert. <laughs> Yo, if they sign Gilbert Arenas, that would be the ultimate like Suicide Squad moment, man. Exactly. But like, that's kind of the team they're putting together with these other young guys that they have on their squad. This is not something that I anticipated, though. Even during the season, we had our conversations about, oh, should the Lake should you know, you know who will play with the Lakers? And I always said I kind of would be cool to see like LeBron play with like Brandon Ingram and Ball. You've always been like, nah, I don't want to see that. I don't want to see that. <laughs> they're not winning anything, you know. Like, and I don't think we will. I think there will be another move uh, that will. I, I think some of them will be there. I, maybe Lonzo. Uh, I'm not entirely convinced Lonzo will be back, but it may be Lonzo if they really wanted him and R- Rondo to compete at the one. Uh, I think Ingram, I think Ingram's gone. Ingram, I, I'm not sure that the fit with Brandon Ingram right now. Um, I mean, you could bring him back. He's a good player. He's the best of their young group, but I feel like he's also the one with the most trade value. Um, yeah. You trade Ingram, you know, he doesn't have the baggage of Lonzo. He's younger than Kuzma. He's obviously the guy with, with the most trade value. So you trade. Ingram, you can get back. You may be able to get Kawhi Leonard. It sounds as if they're not willing to do that. They're not willing to package Ingram for a deal that will involve Kawhi Leonard. But we're talking a lot about Kawhi. There are other star players right now in odd situations. Um, Toronto's got two guys that may be yeah. on the move. Uh, Kemba Walker in Charlotte. Uh, Jimmy Butler. Damian Lillard. John Wall. There are plenty of players out there that may Bradley Beal. There are plenty of players that could be on the move at some point. Um, so, I, you know, I think there's a chance that this Laker team does not look the way it looks right now. So um, I'm also not shocked that even if these guys do stay, that LeBron made this move because I've been saying that I didn't think the Lakers were a lock because it was the best basketball situation. Right. I, I didn't think the Lakers were a lock because, um, oh, yeah, LeBron, I don't think he really, really wants to live in Los Angeles because it's nice weather. He can go to Miami and get nice weather. But the whole Hollywood, you know, LeBron being a, a media mogul, um, him having his, you know, production studio, Spring Hill yeah. Entertainment, him having his deal with Warner Brothers, and him being slated to do Space Jam 2, all this stuff made me think, I mean, because they, they announced Space Jam 2 a while ago. You know, like, that was like three years ago. Did they really ago. announce it, though? Or was it just kind of like was, a it thing? Was official. Was, it, it was, was a, official? It was official? Warner Brothers says Space Jam 2 is coming out. And Did they ever say LeBron was going to be the star? Yeah, LeBron starring. I don't know why I feel Justin like Justin director of Fast and Furious, supposed to be directing it. Wow. But we've heard nothing um, about it in recent years because he's playing. And it's tough to film when you're in Cleveland. Obviously, he lives in Los Angeles in the offseason, but it, it's a, just a tougher grind. But is it, though? I mean, Kawhi, I mean, Kyrie Irving just filmed Uncle Drew in Boston. Yeah, yeah. I know they a lot of that filming was done in New York, too. So yeah, Atlanta. Atlanta as well. So, I mean, I don't know if, like, like people have always brought up that thing of the movie career, and it certainly worked for Shaq. It's, you know, worked for other guys that have gone yeah. to Los Angeles, but, but like, I don't know if that's, like, a guarantee where you have to be in Los Angeles to film a movie. Right. Other guys Durant have done it. Durant did a movie. Yeah. In OKC. 
Yeah, so I mean, I see what you're saying. Um, that makes me want to watch Thunderstruck too. I haven't seen that. Movie. It makes you want to watch it. I haven't seen that movie I don't, long those time. are words that I think never been spoken. That was the last. Anyone Batman saying movie. I want to, I need to see Thunderstruck. I think Thunderstruck. The last. I mean, I haven't seen Uncle Yu yet. I heard it was good, but uh, Thunderstruck I haven't seen in a long time. So I watched it when I, I was a kid. It, I, I actually liked it. When I don't I was think it's missing anything. Um, but I, I do feel like that move, that whole Warner Brothers thing with LeBron made me more uh, sure that he was going to LA. Right. You know, because I'm like. He has real obligations in Hollywood that if he really wants to make it big in Hollywood, but I think he does, because I think he wants to get to that billion dollar mark, um, and I think he wants to own a team, he's got to do it with the Lakers. I mean, I, I, I hear you on the whole billion dollar mark, Lakers, money, the, the, the Hollywood aspect. What makes it curious to me, though, is all I heard from LeBron James going into that the end of that NBA Finals was this uh, need for playing with cerebral players, that championship caliber players, and all that stuff he kept talking about that he seemed to hint would be important to him because those would be the things that would be necessary to beat the Warriors. Are you trying to say that Lance Stevens is not cerebral? Uh, I love Lance Brooklyn. I'm not. I'm not gonna say that. I think of him as a cerebral player. Right. Um, right. The guys that bringing in the kind of move he's made so far. A lot of that, to me, it could be, A, maybe he just really was about what you're talking about, money, uh, not money, but like, uh, well, yeah, money in a way. Long-term financial. Long-term financial uh, benefits, obviously, playing in in Hollywood, uh, living in Hollywood, full-time lifestyle of the L.A. uh, landscape. But also, could it be he has, he's entrusted Magic Johnson? That's what's important about that three- or four-year deal, is that one of the biggest things in Cleveland was, he couldn't attract any free agents to come there. The only player they got of any ilk or any stature when he's with the Cavs right. was Kevin Love through a trade, which Kevin Love ended up resigning. But like at that point, it was he had max money coming to him because he was traded, and therefore, if he didn't stay in Cleveland, he would have gave up thirty to forty million dollars by leaving. He's on championship team, so he re-upped. But there are so many other players that that have come and gone through free agency, and none of those guys gave Cleveland a second thought. So when you think about that, and you think about what he's doing here, maybe it's him entrusting Palenka and Magic to say, okay, this situation is not great. Paul George didn't come over. Um, Kawhi, I don't know what's going to happen with him. The Lakers with all these one-year deals are setting themselves up in a way in which you would think that Kawhi could come in and, uh, and sign with them if he can last the whole year, which that to me just seems unlikely. But otherwise, it seems like he's just really entrusting the Lakers organization and say, all right, this ain't good. Uh, now with Boogie and Golden State, there's no way we're competing with them, but I'll just give you guys a shot and let's see what we can do in the next three or four years to build that championship caliber team. Boogie's in Golden State? Yes, he is. When that happened? Yes, he is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, when you look at Boogie, um, that going – that. That whole Boogie Cousins thing going to Golden State, uh, obviously, DeMarcus Cousins signed a one-year deal uh, with the middle of exception to go play in Golden State. And it's 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 a strange move, but, you know, people are obviously going crazy, losing their minds, talking about how the rest of the league is screwed uh, and that we should stop watching basketball. Like me. I am one of those people. <laughs> I, ironically enough. And so me saying that Bob Myers uh, snapped his fingers and – Ended the sport of basketball was uh, hyperbole, a, a little bit, you know. <laughs> uh, I see. I think when you look at Demarcus Cousins, he's obviously 
a great player. Right. You know, like there's no denying that they became a better team when they let go of Jamal McGee and added Demario Cousins. And this, but with that being said, this isn't them letting go of Harrison Barnes for Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant was a seamless fit with the Golden State Warriors. You don't think this is the same? It looks similar to me. They're different players. I get what you're saying that like Barnes and Durant were. Like Durant is like a home, like Barnes is like a homeless man's Durant. Right. But they're kind of they kind of have similar games in some aspects. Exactly. Whereas McGee's more your rim runner, runner shot blocking, rim five, protector, yeah, rim protector, and Boogie's your, you know, more traditional low post powerhouse. Yeah, multiple touches. Who can, who can then also pass and right. hit the three point. High volume, uh, shot taker. Like there, there are differences in Boogie's game and. What we also didn't mention is the obvious character concerns that come with Marcus Cousins at times, too. Now, I'm not that worried about that, only because, I mean, they have Draymond Green. He was also kind of a knucklehead, and it's, <laughs> it's worked fine. So, I, I mean, I don't think that that'll be a huge concern, and they're so good, like, it doesn't really matter. Like, Demarcus Cousins could be the craziest person on the planet, and they could cut him, and they'd, be, they'd still be the favorites. So yeah. that's where I'm like, um... It probably won't matter, but at the same time, I do look at him like, is DeMarcus Cousins' post-up a uh, more high-quality shot than Curry, Durant, and Thompson threes? I, I, that's where I think... Or jump shots. or that's, that's where I look at this in the doom and gloom scenario, because uh, when we look at the Warriors, and, and you know we can look at maybe what happened in the Western Conference Finals, where uh, when they seem to get bogged down in some greedy one-on-one style of play... The Rockets were able to play them well. They were better when they were doing better ball movement and running up and down the court. The difference with adding a guy like Boogie Cousins, though, is uh, none of those guys are 6'11", 280 pounds like Boogie Cousins is. Good luck trying to bully and man and bully a guy like DeMarcus Cousins on the block. And when you have a guy like Cousins on the block, now you can control the pace against maybe teams that want to, teams may say, okay, let's try to play them small. And say, you know what, we gotta try to just play them small for small, and just hope that these guys are off on a night. That they just erase that part of your strategy. You can't even think about playing small anymore against this team because Boogie will score fifty. <laughs> you know, like at that series against the Rockets, they were putting Ariza at the five. Yeah, you you could you couldn't even think about putting Ariza at the five with this lineup anymore. I mean, they take away yeah. so many things you can do when you have such a beast like Demarcus Cousins and. The second part is we talk about Boogie's game and how that conducive, high-value, low-post kind of player is that a winning kind of player in this league, especially with a guy Cousins who hasn't won big. But think about the teams he's played for and that he didn't have the kind of shooters he'll have with the Warriors. Darius Cousins will never see a double team. He will never see one because there are snipers all over the court. And he's an excellent passer. The minute they double team, if he's smart... He'll get rid of the ball, and he could average six or seven assists because they're going to have wide-open threes. Yeah. So the dilemma that teams will have trying to guard them with a player like Cousins, I, to me, this is this is disastrous for other teams trying to compete with the Warriors. I don't know how you compete with them anymore. Is this the best fit for DeMarcus Cousins? Because obviously he's doing this saying to himself, look, the offer I got from New Orleans is not what I want to make long-term. They probably gave him three years probably no more than three years, probably no more than, at that rate, probably, I don't know, $40 million, something like that. And he was like, no, nah, I'm not I'm not doing it. 
and that's fine. Um, but if you're Boogie Cousins, when I look at DeMarcus Cousins, the worst I've ever seen him play is the 2016 Olympics playing for Coach K. Mm. Um, Draymond Green also didn't play well in that Olympics. Sure. Both those guys look terrible. And that's not a reflection on Draymond's ability. But he just looked like a bad fit. It was like, I don't know, like, it, he's not getting paint touches <laughs> playing on this team. Yeah. He's not a, not a rim protector. He's not going to catch lobs. Like, I don't see what Boogie's fit on this team is. Um, and I and then I also look. Now, I'm trying to remember. I don't know if it, it may have also been 2014. If I'm, if I'm, I don't know if it was 2014 with the World what? Championships. He's on both those teams. I don't remember which time he looked right. terrible. I don't he know. really didn't distinguish himself on either of those. Yeah, teams. he wasn't great on either one. Yeah, I think he, was a, he had a bigger role on the 2016 one. Is why I think I was more more jarring. But um, regardless, this is that same type of team. He's I mean, with, they're playing with yeah, an Olympic team. Yeah, he's playing with all yeah. those guys. He's played with those guys. <laughs> um, I think besides Iguodala, he's literally played with all those guys. So um, it's that's the other question. You know, I had just read that apparently. Um, Boston and and Golden State were his final two choices. So, I mean, it's as a Celtics fan, that, that's that's really. I mean, you talk about adding what, salt a, to the wound. As man. a basketball fan, that's rough for me. Adding like, on to Boston, because that could have been fun. That that I mean, you really. I mean, obviously, Celtics fan, you've been great, and I'm a Knicks fan, so I I don't want to see the Celtics prosper. Yeah. But if we really want to have competition with the Warriors, if Demarcus Cousins would have went to the Celtics, then he could have got healthy by the time the playoffs started. I mean, that would have presented a major issue for the and Warriors. I look at the Warriors him, would have had no chance of guarding him. <laughs> and when I look at him, I'm like, that. I think that would have ended up being better for him financially. Like, I don't know if he's going to look great playing for Golden State. Like, it'll help them. But his numbers aren't going to be... I think if he goes to Boston, now, again, there's still shots that he probably won't get. It's the same type of team. It's a super team. But regardless, like, I think his role is a little more necessary. Yeah, Cousins, you could argue Cousins on that team is the best offensive player. Yeah. I, I, w- I would say Kyrie, yeah. but that's arguable. Brad Stevens. There's no argument with the – he's yeah. the third best yeah. offensive player on the Warriors yeah. when everyone's healthy. Maybe the fourth. We don't, Clay Thompson, we don't know what like he is on his own team. Right. I mean, Clay – And we don't know what DeMarcus Cousins is on a and, great you know. team. Right. You know, so that, that was a kind of question. I mean, I've seen DeMarcus Cousins be a looter in a riot, but yeah. – um, on a great team, but obviously on the Celtics, his he's a much yeah. greater option and a threat on that exactly. team. And you're trading him for Baines. I mean, <sighs> come on. I mean that that just changes the entire complexity right. of that team. And I think for the league, I I mean they're going to be could have gave him more money. Could have gave him eight million. They're, they're, I don't know, and I don't know if it was about money. I'll be Clearly, honest. it wasn't. I don't think it was. I think that he looked at this and said, I think it was about money, but I don't think it was about money the next season. Right. right. I think he looked at this and said, look. If I win an NBA championship, if I go out and I dominate, there's probably no better team to, like, rehab and get myself right with in terms of being around a culture than the Warriors if I'm going to have a half season off, perhaps, which is probably likely considering his injury. And and to be honest, there's probably no better team for me to look good when I come back, when I'm trying to work myself back into shape, work myself back into that all-star caliber player than the Warriors. The Celtics are an amazing team, and Brad Stevens makes everyone great. But I don't know if he could hide someone who has a bad Achilles 
and hide someone who's maybe trying to get himself back into shape. The Warriors can do that. They're that good. Right. To where you can just keep running and, and just you know play just smart basketball, and Curry will find you, Draymond will find you. You're gonna get a lot of easy baskets. Yeah, those Thomas those aren't the same with the the, the Celtics. Um, Kyrie's not a pass first guy. Rozier's not a pass first guy. They, he's gonna get great looks, even when he's working himself back into shape with the Warriors. So he looked at that as a guy who's coming off injury and said, "This might be a great shot for me." go there and when I may not look that great early on or may not feel that great I can still put up some decent numbers yeah it's it's unfortunate man like I mean do we blame him it, like at the money that he's making like this the Celtics were the team that came to my mind because I'm like man we don't have a great five man Boogie is the perfect guy like he can make he can he walk into the NBA finals if everyone's healthy uh, but there are so many other teams that he could have went to for a mid-level exception. And also, I mean, he could have went to OKC. And now we're talking. He went to the Knicks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, if he couldn't, we, I guess. No, I, I guess we could have got him, right? Yeah, they would have sacrificed his own years. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure they would have said, sorry, Zoni, you're out of here. Of the cap situation. But <laughs> um, Washington with his boy, John Wall, like. I mean, none of those situations besides Boston would have guaranteed you a spot in the finals. But again, I think when we talk about his future earnings and what he was looking at in terms of what his future He thinks a championship would make him look good. A championship and playing again, I think playing with that roster is he knows he knows it's rigged. He knows it's he like Boogie's not dumb. Like he knows he looks at his team and says, yo, like me at sixty percent can get fifteen on this team easy. Just with the looks I'm gonna get. So why am I gonna go to a team where I may look worse trying to come back from injury and me taking this uh this risky one year deal Comes come back has a greater chance to come back to bite me. There's less risk by doing it with the Warriors because there's a better chance you'll play well with the Warriors to me than any other team where you would take that same risk. Right. So that's why he's doing it. One thing that I found interesting, real quick, was that like, you know, as a Celtics fan, like we've we watched the whole Paul George documentary where he mentioned the Celtics as a right. contender. Last year, though, the Chris Paul documentary mentioned the Celtics as a contender. Um, this boogie thing came out of nowhere. That I mean, he came out of nowhere. He's going to Golden State, but also yeah. that he was considering Boston, and then right. Durant was the same way. Right. That's just I don't know. I just thought that was interesting. I mean, because we don't we don't name them as a free agent destination almost ever. Celtics. I mean, these guys Besides clearly Hayward, look at. It seems like they've clearly identified that culture, that coach, I think what they've Stevens, what they've established as a place that people and the want. assets. Yeah. Absolutely, they look at the future and say this is a place that they could uh, win championships. And the Celtics, like similar to the Lakers. They always seem to get the greatest players, and they always seem to win all the championships. So these guys are smart, and they know that. I want to circle back now to the Lakers, Kendall, um, because we talked a little bit about what they did to kind of formulate their roster. I do want to focus on it a little bit because what they did to me seems a little odd right now. Um, I I called them the suicide squad to start this show, and that's kind of what they remind me of, to be honest, because we talk about Lance and – Rondo, with the players they have now, uh, that in- include Lonzo Ball as of today, I don't see much shooting in that squad. And as we've seen with LeBron James, he seems to work best when you have guys that can spread the floor and allow him to have uh, clear driving lanes. Do you see any rhyme or reason to what they're doing other than uh, the Caldwell Pope thing? Obviously, being a shout out to to Rich Paul. And CAA, and not as a response, CAA, but clutch. clutch sports. And, like, you know, thank you for 
uh, doing this for us. And here's you know another one year lucrative deal for this guy who I thought played terrible for them last year. I I mean he just like the fact that I looked at the list of free agents they got and I was like. He's the most stable guy of all these guys. This guy yeah. was, is an actual convict. Yeah, <laughs> he's, right. like, it's it's crazy to me. But uh, but <laughs> you remember the picture of Caldwell Pope playing in the uh, the ankle brace? Yeah, you thought that joint was real. I thought I'm it was like, real. I'm like, he's not playing in an ankle brace. Like, yo, this guy's playing in an ankle brace with yo. There's a there's an online. If you guys seen it? There's an online picture where he's he's photoshopped. He's, yeah, it's photoshopped where he's playing. He's on the Laker jersey and he he has an ankle brace on. It's it's a decent Photoshop, but I'm yo, like, that he ain't playing in no way. Like, with you, like, yo, EJ, you see Kobo Pool playing an ankle wrist? Look, man, I tell you, the Russians the Russians have already shown you that their they, they, oh, uh, media manipulation has no ends. So you got to be careful on the internet. But that's the only thing about this Laker team that if I was uh, LeBron, I would be a little concerned. Or should I not be concerned? Is LeBron pulling the strings? Because they did hook up his boy, uh, Caldwell Pope. And I would assume that they wouldn't sign players like Lance Stevenson and Rondo, guys who have been kind of his nemesis in the past, unless he wanted these guys. What is the end game other than just trying to keep as many one-year guys as possible? And could that work, having these one-year guys for a year? Like, what what does that mean in terms of building chemistry? I think this, I think this could end up being LeBron's biggest challenge as a leader, coming to a brand-new team, uh, no Dwayne Wade or Chris Bosh to kind of help deviate the leadership and a bunch of guys on a one-year deal and a bunch of other like basically rookies i mean it's I a think, huge challenge i think this is a 51 team if lebron's healthy everyone's healthy i think it's a 51 team saying so, like that's the number yeah, 50, no, not, no not more, like 55 or no more than 50 yeah no more than 50 for 40 to 50 wins um i think no better than the fourth season in the west I don't know. I don't the West know didn't have that many fifty win teams this year, from what I remember. Yeah, I don't. They might have only had two. <laughs> yeah, like I think the I don't think the Blazers ever got to fifty. I can look it up now, but I don't think they did. Um, that's why this whole realignment thing I think is nonsense. So this whole playoff format adjustment. People are saying, you know, yeah, the Warriors and Rocks are the only teams that went above fifty. That's why I can't say they're a fifty win team. I disagree. People, yeah, no, right. I mean, the West is so tough. It's gonna yeah. be tough to win fifty games. I, I mean, I think LeBron's so great that they'll get there, but, like, I mean, the Cavs, do they get to 50? Uh, yeah, they were at 50. They were at 50 so. Right. Um, that was in the East, but, like, this whole realignment talk, I think it's just bogus, EJ. Um, there are people really asking for realignment now? I mean, Woj said that that's something the league's gonna look into. Not realignment, but, like, the playoffs being seeded, reseeded 1 through 16, getting rid of the conference idea. I don't feel nothing. And then there's some people who thought, oh, let's do a medium and say, look, you get eight in the East, eight in the West, and then we recede no, on record. I so I don't want any changes to the playoff format. I don't want it either. You know, because of balance of power. That makes no sense. Because to me, if you, like, that doesn't make sense because if you do that, you have to ch- radically change the scheduling. Yes. You can't, like, you can't, it's not fair to have the Eastern Conference teams playing against quote unquote weak teams. And I'm cool, they are weaker teams, but playing against weaker teams and then having that schedule heavily favored towards them while the West teams are beating each other up. That yeah. doesn't it, it, it doesn't make sense from a, a competition standpoint. Exactly. I mean so the, I don't, the Cavs I agree. would be I don't, a higher seed be, than the than the Blazers. Yeah. That, that wouldn't be a reflective of you know the Cavs the Cavs played an easier schedule. I don't yeah. think the Cavs were better than the Pelicans last year. No. 
You know, the Cavs were in the West, they wouldn't have had 50 wins. Exactly. Um, so I, I, I think that whole idea is bogus. And I don't like reacting to this kind of stuff based off of a couple of player moves. You know, like, look, New York is down. Brooklyn's down. Uh, Chicago's down. Miami's down. Those are four major cities that you think will at some point be able to attract free agents. Knicks fans are certainly loving that you're saying that because there's been no indication that they could do that at some point. You know, hope that's the case. I mean, Kyrie, been, obviously that's the one guy that's been linked to them plenty of times. But Paul George said he was going to be a Laker, and then he just went back to the Thunder. So, like, those things aren't guaranteed. Knicks yeah. fans know that better than anyone with LeBron all the other players that they've had problems with. They ended up with Melo, Amari. Those guys were, I mean, Melo's a top guy, but, like, Amari was probably like, the third option, you know, and not number one on the list of guys that they were hoping to get. Uh, but they ended up getting him. Uh, and then ended up getting Melo, who was high, high, much higher on the list of, of their wish list. But my point being, like, those... Like, Jimmy Butler ending up in, in whatchamacallit, in Minnesota, isn't indicative of the West being so much better than the East. He ended up in Minnesota because his old coach from Chicago was there, and they decided right. to give, they had a lot of assets because they stunk. Like, Paul George ending up in OKC is not indicative of the West being better. It's not like, oh, Paul George wanted to be in OKC. Right. You know, it happened that way because they took a gamble and it paid off. Yeah. Plenty of teams in the Eastern Conference, Atlanta, could have took that gamble, and maybe it would have paid off for them. Like, and who's to say Durant doesn't go to Washington next year? Who's to say that um, Jimmy Butler doesn't go to Boston next year? Like, there are plenty of opportunities for guys to make these moves. And I'll tell you what, because I think that there will be a reckoning where these players are going to run away from the West. I agree. Who, who's who, first guy we saw? I mean, unless that. you're going to join the Warriors or join the Lakers. Why would you want? Maybe the maybe the Thunder have no money, so you can't really join yeah. them. Like, and it's Oklahoma City, right? And it's just a very small market. Why would you want to play with any of these teams in the West? Yeah, just to get your brains beaten in. If you're trying to win a championship, exactly. like those Eastern Conference teams, all the teams you just mentioned that are down, they're all stacking their salary cap money to get ready to try to go after these you're, guys. You're, multiple they're, max they're, slots. You're you you would think that the next I agree, super team. You would think that I agree. The next super team. The potential is not going to be in the West. Yeah, it's going to be in the East, and you would think that these teams are going to start picking off some of these big name free agents. So there is that ray of hope. Um, I I don't want to see any realignment. I think that's ridiculous. And plus, the two best young teams for the future are Boston and still Philly. Boston and Philly, even with all this stuff. And they're in the Eastern Conference, obviously. So. You know, four years from now, there's a very good chance the two best teams might end up being in the East. Now, things will change, obviously. Four years from now, who knows if everyone in Boston's on Boston. Who knows if everyone on Philly's on Philly. And some, you know, Greek freak might be in the West for all we know four years from now. I don't know. But um, regardless, there's still plenty of time. That stuff is complete overreaction. I can't say LeBron right now is sitting down and second-guessing, but do you think there's part of him that's thinking, like, Man, I would like to have known that Boogie Cousins was gonna go to the Warriors, and and just and just make him and just have him think like, yo, like maybe another one and one may have made sense. No, I mean I've with been the, reading. With the Cavs. Well, I don't see how one and one with the Cavs would have made sense. If Boogie just Cousins. why would you want to go to the West? With the Warriors, you're gonna get your brain beaten the, in by the Warriors, the Warriors regardless. I don't think he cares about. But to, I think I think that they're in a situation where Boogie's healthy. 
regardless. Because to me, you're making a good point about could they, you know, finagle their way into a Lillard and Butler kind of thing. I mean, those are fan. I mean, right now we're playing fantasy basketball, so anything's on the table. But because that's basically what the NBA has has become. But that's still fantasy basketball land in terms of putting together a roster. The one obvious player that's linked to the Lakers is Kawhi Leonard. So let's say a reasonable package that includes Ball and 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 Ingram gets sent to the 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 Spurs, and they get they keep. Or, I, I think it'll be a three team deal where Ball gets sent out. But regardless, yeah, regardless, those they, are the guys they, on the team, and then they bring, they, they bring in Kawhi Leonard. I don't think anything changes. Yeah. They, they still have zero chance against the Warriors. Yeah, against the Warriors, yeah. So that's why I say, like, is there a part of him that says, yo, like, at least I get to go to the finals or I'm in the East? I don't think he cares about that. I think LeBron, I think he's past that whole finals record thing. He's proven, like, I can take a bunch of dudes from anywhere and we can go to the finals. I can beat almost any opponent in the East. So at this point, I think for him it's not about that. He's won championships. I don't think it's about that either. If he was trying, really trying to win championships, he would go to Philly. Yeah. Um, regardless of whether or not he went to play at Embiid and Simmons, he could have been like, "Yeah, I'll go to Philly and then we'll trade Embiid for another star." Yeah. Like he would have, and because they have the best assets. I mean, the Celtics do, but he wasn't going there. But like, he's going to the Lakers because it offers something other than basketball. I agree. While it's still a, a somewhat attractive basketball option. And that doesn't change regardless. Like, if he stays in Cleveland, there's nothing attractive about Cleveland at all besides its home. And I don't, I can get to stay, but I can stay where I've been the last four years. I almost think, I almost think, and I don't know if he's having these thoughts, but I almost think that maybe it's just one of those things where he's just like punting for a year. That's what I've heard some people like, where it's just like, okay, based on the circumstances, like, I, I can always still go to the Lakers next year, but just like, it ain't happening this year. Like what? Like I mean, I just be getting I, a head start. That's a theory. And me but getting my head beat. The only in. problem with that is, look, man, and I think the one thing people are overlooking with this whole LeBron thing, the guy's thirty four years old. That's true. Like, yeah, no, no years to be wasting. That's why I think the Lakers aren't gonna waste this year playing Lonzo Ball and Brandon Ingram out there, because that's what you're doing. You're punting the season if you're saying, look, we're gonna have. You could have done that in Cleveland four years ago, because LeBron was thirty, and. Even then, people were like, oh, how much time LeBron got? And he had four more years, clearly, of high-level basketball. But now it's like, I mean, LeBron might be it might be two more years. I mean, honestly, I think LeBron's one of those guys where he'll be a top-ten player for the rest of his career. Like, I don't know. I think he's going to retire, like, on top, basically. Yeah. Like, I so don't it's going to be like Magic. Magic, unfortunately, retired because he was right. he yeah, H- ill. Yeah. But. Um, so that's the question. You know, but I – and. Like, he'll be an all-star for the first year. So, I don't think we'll look at LeBron and be like, oh, man, like, it's not going to be Kobe. You know, Kobe had an injury, obviously, but I don't think it'll be Kobe in the sense that it's like, man. Last year is rough yeah, to watch. you got to go. You know, even Dirk, it's not going to be like that. Like, you know, it can be closer to Jordan. Uh, so, that's that's where I'm asking the question. Because he's 34, one, you can't really punt a season. Because if you punt a season, you might be punting the last, one of your last prime years. If... You, and that's the same deal the Lakers are going to have to deal with when it comes to do you keep Lonzo Ball, do you keep Brandon Ingram, do you keep Kyle Kuzma? Who, those guys are nice players, but they're not giving you the best But the problem with doing that, Kendall, is if I'm, tra- if I'm trading the farm, so to speak, what am I trading them for? To get, to, instead of get swept by the Warriors losing f- five or six games? I mean, the Warriors, 
have checkmated the league in a way to me that makes any move the Lakers do now obsolete. So I know what you're saying about LeBron's timeline. He does turn 34 in December. But why am I going to give up on young talent when I, when I know anything I do is futile? It, like Anything I do is just saying... Like I look, and I am the biggest guy. That's like, look, anything can happen in the NBA. You got to generate. You got to just, sort of you gotta just get, get to the playoffs and just generate competition to give yourself a shot in these series. And the, to me, in fairness, the Rockets did that, and they gave themselves a real shot, and were maybe a hamstring away from pulling off an upset. But still, like with Boogie Cousins, I, I just don't know if there's any move the Lakers do to where I say, oh, well, now you know what they got that puncher shot against the Warriors. And now they would have given up on young talent, probably taking on massive salary. Would it be all worth it if it's when it's the Lakers? It's always about the championship. It, you know, they they don't care about getting to the playoffs, competing for a playoff spot. It's about winning rings with them. Unless things have changed, unless they don't care about that anymore. But from what the history of the Lakers has always been, it's about winning championships. These moves we're talking about, those are ancillary moves that do nothing to to, to make the Warriors. Worried in any way. Getting Jimmy Butler or giving Damian Lillard, that does nothing. I wouldn't call Jimmy Butler or Damian Lillard ancillary. Like When you're talking about a team that has LeBron Clay James. Thompson, Stephen Curry, Draymond, Boogie Cousins, and Kevin Durant, those are ancillary moves. The, the Warriors almost lost game This is the game, game now. This is the, new, this is the new NBA. The Warriors almost lost game one of the finals to a Cavs team that had really nobody besides LeBron. That was one game. I understand that was one game. What happens in the last three games? They got the game three was a close game as well. Okay, it was on the road in a game they must win. You know, like... And the Warriors didn't play good, and, they, and Kevin Durant still gave them 45, whatever he If I told them. you that they were adding two more stars, which I don't know if that's possible now. I mean, Boogie and Paul George were the two free agents that could have swung the pendulum, as, long, as well as with Durant. And they're not going to I don't, the Lakers. And then for me, the Lakers, I don't know if they have the pieces to get two stars. That's what I'm saying. It's not happening. It, they had the cap space. They're signing guys. now they're not yeah, signing they're guys. signing guys to one-year deals. They can't trade those guys. They can, They. I mean, the only thing they can do now is trade. You can only trade for one more star, which is why I feel like, I think they're going to punt the season regardless. Like, and that's sort of what you're saying. You're right. Like, 2019 is going to be the free agent class that they're like, we got to compete with Golden State. Now, can the Lakers form their version of Voltron uh, in L.A. by bringing in, like, two or three star players? Who are those players? There's going to be plenty of stars in 2019. Now, Kyrie's not ever going to play LeBron. I mean, the, 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 the Warriors have two free agents with Durant and Clay Thompson. Yes, they will. And so they could they pluck one of those guys. The rumor was that LeBron texted Durant, hey, big head, about... <laughs> Going to the Lakers, could he maybe pull that again? And say, look, have you have you had fun yet? Are you tired of winning? Everything? I, I think Durant's going east next year. I don't know why. I just have that feeling. Um, although he does have a house in LA, uh, I just get this funny feeling that he's going to go New York, Brooklyn, um, or Washington, or Miami, or Chicago. Are they all the teams that be in play? Do you think this is good for the league? What, Boogie going to the Lakers? Or to the Warriors? No. But I think LeBron going to the Lakers is good for the league. Because, one, nobody wants to see another Warriors-Cavs final. Nobody wants to see another Warriors-LeBron final, I don't think. Uh, but the Lakers being bad is not good for the NBA. 
And the only reason why I can't say for sure that it's bad for the league is because the conversation that is driving in the middle of July when we're a couple weeks away from the the All-Star break in baseball with the All-Star game home run derby coming up. Uh, We're not that far away, really, from NFL NFL training camp, if you really think about it. And those conversations are just, they're not even on the radar right now. The NBA has dominated because of what they've created, starting with LeBron James in 2010 and Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh. They've created the summer of the NBA where everything is just about the NBA. It's, it's so I, I can't say for sure this is we bad. Say this. What what we're we doing in the middle of July on a third on a Monday night uh, when we're coming into a holiday? We're talking about the NBA. Yeah, and it's gonna be the entire agency. show. We're not even gonna talk about baseball today. Yeah. The only reason I say the NBA should be careful, right? I think the NBA should be careful. And I look at them as like Lucasfilm. And Disney, when they when when Disney bought Lucasfilm, and they were coming out with the Force Awakens and all these Star Wars movies, uh, shout out to the Imperial Broadcast that we do. Check that out. Um, it was, it was it was a surefire thing. It was like there's no risk. You know, it's great. People love Star Wars. They're gonna go see it. Um, Last Jedi came out. Obviously, that was a little more polarizing, um, and it frustrated some people. Uh, but it still did well in the back box office and right. it generated a lot of discussion regardless of how people felt. And then, like, a couple months after they came out with Solo, that movie did not do as well in the box office, did not do as well critically. Uh, and now Lucasfilm's in a weird spot where it's like, man, you know, we were on top of the mountain after The Force Awakens in right. Rogue One, and we got a little ahead of ourselves with all of this star- oversaturation of Star Wars right. that people just stopped caring. And I wonder if the NBA goes too far to the left of, like, we're going to throw all this, you know, free agency nonsense and all this super team Voltron, Transformers, forming up Power Rangers nonsense, and it becomes to the point where people don't care. Here's the difference. Because, I, I mean, I honestly, I heard this Boogie Cousins thing initially. I mean, initially I was like, I'm shocked, but... I, I was like, I don't care. The Warriors are the best team. They're still the best but here's, team. But here's the difference. Kevin, Do I got to watch? Is I think you're in the minority. I think a lot of people are s- still like just losing their mind. Yeah, people are losing their mind. Like, so now, I, but, but next year, if, but when they the get thing. Kyrie, will like, people lose their mind? <laughs> here's the thing. <laughs> that's, you know what I'm saying? Like when people, when they get... Well, that's a dark, that's, that is the darkest timeline <laughs> in this scenario. But here's what I'll say. That would make sense, Kendall, if... People were still excited about Solo. Like, you had Force Awakens, and people were like, oh, this was, like, it's a lot of money. People went to see it. Still some polarizing things. Then they kind of went the same way uh, with Last Jedi, and it came even more polarizing. Like, when people were still kind of talking about it. But when Solo came out, the, there was no longer the discussion. People, people were disinterested. There's From what we've seen today... There is no disinterest in the NBA based on these star, these star wars. Well, and I can go back to 2010. 2010 should have been the beginning of, oh, forget the NBA. I ain't watching no more. They've been watching for the last eight years. That hasn't changed a thing. We've never seen anything like this Golden State Warriors team. But my thing is, like, <laughs> can it, it was at like least my thing is, like, at this point, like, anything can happen. I don't think anything could change anything to where people won't want to watch. Like, it's still driving conversation. Marcus Cousins taking a, a mid-level exception. I mean, that's 2K stuff, man. 
Like, I mean, this is, unpre- this, this is unprecedented. I used to do that on NBA 2K6. I used to glitch. The game, there was a glitch in the game where you could sign star players to mid-level exceptions, and then you could just have like a, a super team. And now <laughs> that's real life. Now they're really signing <laughs> top-flight players to mid-level exceptions, which I didn't think was possible. So um, I, do, I do think the NBA should be careful that people don't... Like... Is Demarcus Cousins to be the last all-star to sign with the Warriors for low money? I think so, because I don't think it's... I don't I, I don't know if this was smart for Boogie's case. Like It's a massive risk. It's, it's a risk. It's smart in the sense that he it might really pay off. Yeah. But, like, we also have to understand he's taking a massive pay cut. Yeah, he's... I mean, he's, he's going to be like, playing for pennies. He's like $20 million. He's got to be playing yeah. for pennies next year. So, <laughs> like, it's not as if, like, he, he's not, like... Living the life going to Golden State next year. Yeah, like, it's not like oh, he wants the easy way. It's not easy for him to say I'm gonna lose 15 million. Uh, yeah, he may have to sell a couple of the Bentleys. Exactly. <laughs> so I mean, in that regard, I I don't feel that great for Demarcus Cousins. But see, so that's the thing about Cousins. But he made a tough decision. That's the thing about Cousins is there's a conversation about championships and money, and some people, and even I've been the ones to say it. That I think DeMarcus, deserve, DeMarcus Cousins deserves credit for doing this. I really do. Because how many times we complain about athletes saying, oh, they only care about their money. They only care about being the best player, getting the most shots. And we want to see guys sacrifice that for winning. I mean, this is the ultimate, ultimate sacrifice. People may feel like it's cheap. But there's no question that by doing this, he is making a massive sacrifice when it comes to his money. When it comes to his stats, when it comes to uh, uh, his stature as a player, like those are things that all these guys, it always is the biggest deal. When they were in free, and they'd say, "Okay, where can I go where I can be the man? Where can I go where I can make the most money?" That's what we we even seen to some extent in this free agency a little bit with Paul George, who we'll talk about in a minute. I, I I don't know. Do you feel? I think Cousins deserves a little bit of credit for that, and. People are going to blast him because he's ruining the league. I think he's ruining the league. But in terms of a personal move, I got to give him credit. I don't, I couldn't. There's no way I could st- stare down the barrel of passing up. I would assume he could have got $15, 20000000 million from a bad team to play for one year. And saying, nah, I'm going to go play for the mid-love stuff from the words. That's like stuff we talk about as like hyperbole, like yeah. hyperbolic things. Like, oh, well, maybe Chris Paul, maybe LeBron play sign for the mid-level exception yeah, to, play, money to play for the Nike Rockets. Anyway. Like, he doesn't really need it. They get a sign in the middle of the section, he'll be good. Like, those are things that we kind of just throw out there and we know are never going to be brought about. He is, is, he's walking the walk. I mean, I think he deserves credit for that. Mm. You're nah. not convinced? Not convinced? Nah. I didn't make a convincing argument there? Nah, I, I, look, at, I look at this and I'm like... It's one thing if you leave your team. It's one thing if you if you're on a championship team and or a team that wants to compete, and you say, "Look, I'm gonna take less money to help my GM and help my organization out." Like Durant, even the Durant thing, I was like, "That was a punk thing to take, you know, ten million dollars less so your team could get more." I'm like, "Nah, man, screw you. You need the deck that much stack so you can keep Iguodala. All right, get out of here." But like, like in the traditional sense, when like you know a Tim Duncan or a Tom Brady will take less, I'm like, remember, right. remember Mel took uh, seven million dollars less on a hundred and twenty oh, million yeah, dollars. Yeah, that. that was like, that was booked um, as a thank as a was, discount. That was shocking. That, <laughs> was, that was shocking. You never in that regard. <laughs> Thanks, Melo. <laughs> um, he's like, I'm gonna take, I'm gonna take a discount. One hundred twenty-five million contract. I'll take. I'll, I'll give him back seven. That's my discount. Um, <laughs> oh my god. But 
But no, I mean, we see that a lot. And I, it's a bigger deal in football because, like, there's a hard cap. Uh, you can't go over. You don't get these type of exceptions. But um, but with DeMarcus Cousins' case, we're talking about a guy that's doing this just to ring chase. Like, absolutely. Like, we've never seen this before. It's, um, this is unprecedented. This is unprecedented. No question. No pl- no. There's never been a player of this stature like to a, take the mid-level exception just play with a great team. That's never happened before. And In the prime of his career. Yeah. I mean, literally, this is like, I mean, people hated the Miami Heat, man. People hated them. People thought that they were killing the game of basketball. But, like, imagine if Dwight Howard said, you know, I'm going to take a one-year deal. Like, instead of going to the Lakers when he did, like, I'm just going to take a one-year deal and go to Miami. Yo. Like, imagine how hated he would have been. He's already yeah. hated. Imagine <laughs> how hated that team and he would have been had he done that at that time. Yeah. I mean, that's what this is. Yeah. And it's crazy. But at the same time, like, I mean, Boogie, I don't know. I don't know what was wrong. Like, I've heard things that he was saying he didn't get that many offers. Um, I I had heard that maybe the Lakers thought they were going to end up with him, and then he flipped the switch on them. I don't know what's true and what's not. Yeah, this is, I feel like we're recording a podcast at a time where we're – Everyone's still scrambling to see how the hell did this just happen. Oh, you know that it won't be until Green. maybe next week when we do the show. We'll be able to say, okay, we kind of have a piece together how this went down. All I know is Draymond Green, like he committed Monday. Like they were, he was in talks with Bob Myers, Draymond Green, and uh, Steve Kerr all of today, basically. And wow. they recruited him. And I mean, look, right now Draymond Green looks like the the NBA's John Kyle Perry. What about what is it about Draymond Green that people want to play with him? What what is it? What is he telling them? What I don't know. I, I'm I'm just I'm not trying to diss Draymond Green at all. I, I he seems like a, a totally cool dude. It it just it's like it's stunning to me he could be that charismatic. Yeah, I mean I'm not because like you said that. he's like John Calipari. He's he's able he's pulled two of the biggest heists in NBA free agent history. Yeah. What is for a guy who's so hated by other players yeah. when he's on the court? How is it that when it's in this free agent thing, he's this masterful recruiter? Like I don't, I would love to know the story behind that. Like I hope that Durant and Cousins one day like actually explain what it is about uh, Draymond Green that makes him the ultimate secret weapon when yeah. it comes to free agency. Because he's obviously he's not their best player. No, like, it'd be one thing if like, oh yeah, Steph Curry. Yeah, I need to play with him. Yeah, like yeah. there's nothing about his game that I mean, oh, I gotta play with Draymond yeah. Green. You would think LeBron or Steph or Durant would be that kind of player. Yeah, it's strange. Um, obviously, the Team USA guy. He played with both those guys with Team USA before. Um, well, he didn't play with Durant before Team USA, which was strange. But I don't know. Um, it's, it's, this is gonna be regardless of. Like, it's not good for the NBA. Um, I, I said this before, but it's going to be fun to watch. Um, again, I just wish he went to Boston because uh, that also would have been very fun. Um, and even then, I wouldn't have said this is a guarantee. Like, I would have said we we're, were a lot to go to the finals, but I wouldn't have said I still would have been like Golden State's the favorites, uh, but this gives Boston a shot. Now it's like the reverse. Now it's like, man, Boston's got no shot. No, no one's got a shot. Yeah, yeah, no one's got right a shot. Right now, no one's got a shot. I mean, against the team. I, I, look, I still give Houston a minor shot. No. If they, if Houston Chris Paul is the same player he was last year, 
and maybe Capella gets a little better. I mean, even if you lose Ariza, man. See, like that. How do you? How do you? You lose Ariza for sixteen million to go to Phoenix, and the Warriors get Demarcus Cousins for five million. That's not fair. You know what this is like, and I didn't. I've never seen like us as basketball fans don't see this most of the time because of the salary cap. Yeah. Um. And baseball doesn't even have a salary cap, and you rarely see stuff like this. This is like some soccer stuff. I you know it's so funny you brought that up, Kendall. It's because I had a friend of mine, uh, a shout out to Gabe Williams, former St. Francis Prep uh, uh, classmate. I guess you would say he was a year before me. But um, you know he's a huge LeBron fan, a huge LeBron fan. But he knows the game. Like he's a stand, and that gets annoying. But like he knows the game, so I respect him, and I respect his basketball. You know, mine, even though he's just all in for LeBron. And he, he tweeted today, he was like, yo, I need to file soccer or something because, like, I can't do with it. I can't do it with this sport anymore. And I'm like, bro, soccer is just like this. Yeah. This is just like soccer. The best players in all they, go they to all, They all end up on the best teams. And they, always, they just go to Real Madrid or Barcelona. Yeah. And so, like, that's what this reminds me of. It was like, man, like, these teams just have the most money and the most infrastructure. And it's the easiest for these guys to succeed and win championships. Like... But the difference is, like, Boogie's not getting paid the same that, like, Ronaldo. Yeah, those teams have endless, endless bank Finances, accounts. yeah. They can pay these the guys. the NBA, there's a salary cap. Yeah. And the Warriors are still finding ways to amass superstar players. It's incredible. Now, I think the only thing, now, look, for next season, the league is screwed. Like, the Warriors are going to win. Long term, well, one, I don't know how long Boogie's going to be there. This might be a one-year thing. Yeah, I'm, I'm. Yeah, bold prediction. This will be his only year in the war with the Warriors. Um, but two, like another bold prediction I might have is that I think we'll see. I know you, you talk about Star Wars. I think we're going to see Star Wars at some point. I think the rest of the league is going. There's to, going to be some other. It's going to be a seismic shift of like. Where's it? Who's going to be the team? I don't even know, man. It might be a terrible team. It might be Brooklyn. It might be the Knicks for all we know. Like it might be Chicago. It might be a team that like. We're not even talking. They get, like, three, four guys to be, like, yo. Or at, I think it's more likely it would be a team like Boston or Philly. They or, get another star. Yeah, you know, a team that already has guys, you know, Portland. But those teams are, are calorie or salary cap, you know, strapped. So you, it's going to be tougher. You mentioned Boston. Is there – let's say Boston sees this and it's like, you know what? Let's go in all in Kawhi. See, Kawhi if, is not the guy you go all in Kawhi, on. but, like, let's The guy say, you go all in on is AD. Now, Ooh. now that's the guy that Kawhi's not winning you. Nothing. You don't think that if they Kawhi got Kawhi win. Leonard and they they only gave up JB. one of JB or Tatum, yeah, you still think they have no chance? If you trade Jalen Brown, the Kings pick a one, I think that gets you Kawhi, right? And that doesn't that doesn't change a thing. Does not change a thing. Change a thing. Wow, doesn't change a thing, man. I mean, that's where we're at now. If you can get Anthony Davis. <laughs> All right, now we're talking. Now we're talking. That is Star Wars. Look, that is. I'll be honest. I, like that is we may Star be. Wars. I've been in the minority of Celtics fans. That's like I don't care that much for the Anthony Davis timeline. Like it's whatever. You know, like I'm fine with the guys we got. If we get AD. It's whatever. But like, I wouldn't. I'd be content, and I'm not worried about dreaming about getting Anthony Davis because he's he's fine in New Orleans right now. But Boogie going to Golden State. Ronda going to the Lakers, him being stuck playing with Alfred Payton and Julius Randle. I mean, man, if things don't go well in New Orleans next year, is there a chance that this time next year 
AD will be in the same situation Kawhi's in. Yeah. Same situation Paul George did last year. Is there a chance that he says, look, I want out? I think there's a very good chance. And when he does that, who's going to be there? Boston the team that has assets still. And they'll be... They would have drafted a high draft pick possibly next year. Yeah, I mean, that could end up but being... Maybe they won't sign. Yeah, you know, Zion Williamson will be yeah. a Pelican next year. Maybe Zion Williamson and, Jay, <laughs> and, you know, and Jalen, Jalen Brown. You know, Jason Tatum yeah, you know, exactly. going to the... What's the name? Going to the Pelicans for AD. Um, and if he, if, if, if he is adamant that he doesn't want to be a Pelican, which nowadays that's what these guys just do, like, it may not even cost you all that. Like, now, Anthony Davis is so great. He's a special case, though. That team, any team would be like, I don't care. I'll take a year. Yeah, Davis. they would take a year rental with him. He's that great. I'll give up everything to, for a year, especially in this Warriors climate. Yeah, especially um, after what we just saw with Paul George. Now the incentive is like, yeah. yo, give me that chance. Yeah. And give me that extra $30 million or $40 million yes. to give him. Which is why I think the Celtics would be more willing to just give up the phone. Yeah, they, you know? they, they think that they could sign him. Uh, especially if it means Kyrie coming back. And, and, and again, I, I don't like talking about a year from now. I don't like previewing the 2019-2020 season because that's how bad the 2018-2019 season might be. But, like, that landscape looks even more interesting this, than this year, the next year's landscape. I'm thinking about the Lakers again, Kendall. I just want to quickly run through the teams. And I'm trying to see where do they fit in the Western Conference with LeBron and the way they're currently constituted. So... Let's just go through the standings, and are they better? Yes. Rockets. No. Well, some people have argued yes. I would say no. Some people argue that. Uh, yeah, I, I can't. Can't. I mean, Vegas—they're the number two tied with the Celtics That's team. That's true. I, I think Vegas though is still assuming there's something else. There's another shooter yeah. drop. I would almost certainly bet you that after this Cousins thing, that those odds plummeted. I saw there was another thing that after post Cousins, like the Warriors went up, Lakers went down. That so. makes sense. Uh, Warriors. Um, no. <laughs> yeah, I, I had to think about that. <laughs> uh, Portland Trailblazers. Uh, Portland made some weird moves. You know, he drafted two guards. Signed Seth Curry. Signed Seth Curry. Signed Stauskas. They've got just a bunch of guards that can score, but don't play defense. I don't they know. haven't figured out the stretch forward things, though, which I think yeah, is a no. massive, massive issue. I'm, I'm going to say no. So you're going to say the Lakers I, are better than them at least? Unless Portland, look, I said last year, I remember I said coming into the season, I think Dame Lillard might unlock mm-hmm. Westbrook MVP mode. Yeah. And he, it took him a, a half a year to do that, and he got close. I mean, what was he, third, yeah. fourth in MVP mode? Yeah. And like, Lillard was great, but he's got to do that again, like full year, and be like an MVP, or legit MVP candidate, which is possible, but I'm going to say no. Right now, Lakers sitting at third. What about the Thunder now with Paul George, who we're talking about next? No. No, Lakers better? Yeah. Wow. Uh, Jazz. Uh, Lakers. Jazz is going to be interesting. Uh, I think Mitchell might take a leap, but I'm going to say Lakers are better. Still in third right now. Pelicans. Lost to uh, Marcus Cousins. They signed Julius Randle. If everyone's healthy, i take the Pelicans. Okay. But I'm assuming that not everyone will play 80 games, so I'm going to say the Lakers. Okay, so still holding third here. Spurs. Well, I'll go back to Utah, and I'll say Utah will be better. So now you're going to go back and say Utah will be better. So right now your Lakers are fourth. Yeah. Uh, Spurs. Mm, uh, Lakers. T-Wolves. Lakers. Nuggets. Mm, Lakers. Mavericks, I thought that was the last wild card. Yeah, the Mavericks will be very good next year, but I'll say Lakers. Uh, 
But a lot of those teams are toss-ups. I mean, none of them are absolute. Lakers could be worse than almost I mean, all the teams why I, match I, I do that to illustrate that this is this is going to be tough for me. Yeah. I mean, to me, and the Grizzlies, I'm still going. If, if you saw the way Jaron Jackson played today, the Grizzlies look like they're going to be a playoff team. I, I, I'm going. I'm still <laughs> going Rockets. I'm still going Warriors. I agree with you. I say they'll be better than the Blazers. I think the Blazers take a step back. I'm gonna say the Thunder are better. I think the Thunder are gonna be overrated next year. They were overrated this year. They were, and I don't know what anybody saw from them last year that made, that made them think they're gonna be better. They I'm gonna, any I'm gonna say I'm gonna say that Billy Donovan will not be the coach by the end of the year, and whoever they get will right the ship. Is Monty Williams there? Yes, no. he is. Where did he leave? I thought he was there. Was he in San Antonio? Maybe. Oh, yeah, remember he maybe his wife died. Yes, I remember. That was very sad. He might have went to San Antonio after that. Uh, I would still say the Thunder. Oh, in Philly. Yeah. Well, I think Brett Brown. Right. And I, I, I'm going to say they're better than the Jazz. I'm going to say they're uh, – the Pelicans is close. I'm going to say they're better than the Pelicans and the other two teams. I mean, comparison, Spurs and Timberwolves. But I'm actually going to say the Nuggets are going to leapfrog the Lakers. So the Lakers will be my fifth team, right? Because I, I have the Rockets, Warriors, Thunder, and Nuggets. Yes. I mean, good luck, LeBron. You just, I mean, this year he was the fourth seed, so I guess it wasn't like he was, but that was in the East where he could maneuver his way still to the finals. I think there's a chance he's coming in the next year if they don't do anything and he's the fifth seed. Because the Nuggets with a full year of Millsap healthy, another year in the development of Murray, Jokic, and Harris, I think they could be dynamite this year. Mike Porter Jr. if he comes healthy. <laughs> and then they got if that, that they got that nuclear weapon <laughs> waiting to launch. Yeah. They're going to be a very dangerous team. I'm telling you, man. Dallas and, and Memphis, man. Two of the worst teams in the league next year. Or well, last year. Those teams are going to challenge for playoff spots, I think. I mean, they, I mean, we Well, have, at least Dallas. I'm not, I'm not, as, I'm not going to jump out the window for Memphis yet. I know you were, you're ready to. After man. one summer league, Jaron Jackson. Jaron Jackson. Dude, he made eight threes. He was eight for three. This guy was letting it fly, man. Eight for 13 from three. But the thing is, okay, he played great, but I got to see more than just threes. He was only shooting three seasons. On Memphis, that might be all he has to do. Uh, if you yeah, tell Memphis, sure. yo, you're getting a, a 38% three-point shooter that plays excellent defense. <laughs> block three or four shots. Yeah, it's going to be an elite shot blocker. They can switch on the guards. Like Sign me up. I mean, now again, similar to New Orleans, I mean, Conley and Gasol might play only 40 games next year combined, <laughs> you know, with all those guys. So, I mean, that may not mean anything. But if those guys are healthy, oh, man. Jaron Jackson on that team. Memphis is going to be serious. I'm calling it out, man. Jaron Jackson's going to be in the rookie year. We should quickly mention the Paul George thing that we just talked about at the top. So, Paul George, obviously, um, re-signed with the, with the Thunder. Oh, he, he, he didn't sign with uh, Golden State? <laughs> he didn't take that five-year mid-level exception? <laughs> uh, he signed with Golden He signed with Golden State. I mean, excuse me, the, the, with the, with the that, yeah, that's not you. Yeah, you threw me off yeah, now. No. He signed with the Thunder. It just it just rolls off the tongue, right? He signs with Golden State. He signed with Everyone is signing with Golden State now. Uh, he signed with the Warriors. Four, I mean, Thunder. Thunder. Right? Jeez, now you really got me messed up today. Uh, he signed the Thunder on a four-year deal. Pretty much max money. EJ, you're, uh, I gotta make it, you're, made, you're like Doctor Strange in, in Infinity War. You're going through the timelines. You're like, he signed with Golden State. He signed with the Warriors. He signed with the Warriors. He signed with Golden State. Oh, yeah. It's like, like, what are the scenarios with the Warriors? Warriors don't win a, win a title. One. It is one. He signs with the Thunder. Uh, this is the only. This is this is the end game. Uh, 
They had to get Boogie. Boogie had to go. That's the thing. We had to give Boogie to the Warriors. <laughs> yeah, to exactly. stop the Warriors dynasty. Maybe that's what is, I'm hoping. Maybe this is maybe this is the Doctor Strange Endgame that he was I'm, talking I'm about. I'm hoping, man. But uh, uh, what do you make of uh, PG's decision? I mean, I, I was I actually think this was a, a cool thing for the NBA to see happen. Um, I thought that if he did not go back, which I thought was likely, that Russell Westbrook was not going to be a member of the Thunder going into next season. Not this upcoming season, but the season after this season. He would have either been traded by then or he would have been traded before the 2020 season. So at least now that they have done this, um, basketball in Oklahoma City is still viable. And I think that's cool. And I think it's cool that like for a guy who for a long time seemed to be looking for those bright lights, uh, the city and the community of Oklahoma City uh, appeased him enough and that team appeased him enough. That he was willing to stay. You gotta give Sam Presti a lot of credit. That was a crazy gutsy move, and it paid off. The four-year deal is strange, um, especially also when you watch that video and they lay out. He, Aaron Mintz's agent laid out the options. He's talking about oh, you can take, sign a two-year deal and enter the market when you're 30, as opposed to when you're 32 signing a four-year deal. It make, he almost laid it out as like signing a two-year deal would be better, and then he signed the four-year deal. But um, I don't know. Uh, I'm shocked. I thought him going to Lakers was a lock. I thought that was just as much of a lock as LeBron, although the pieces hadn't been put in place the same way LeBron was. Yeah. Uh, but I just thought like, it just makes so much sense. Um, I thought the Lakers were so airtight on LeBron that they were just as airtight on like Paul George. I and mean, we got the tampering stuff. Like, <laughs> yeah. You know, they brought in Rob Palenka for a reason, you know, I, I thought, like, all right, dude, this is set. Which makes me wonder, there there have been some very loose rumblings that maybe LeBron wasn't all that keen on playing with Paul George. Mm. Um, because, again, why they were so airtight on making sure Rich Paul was treated like a god, you know, in L.A. Um, Rob Polinka really made that, that relationship work. Aaron Mintz, on the other hand, was treated like trash. Yeah, and I was going to say that agency thing dumped, definitely is a, is a factor. You know, him at CAA, they dumped D'Angelo Russell uh, to create salary cap. Um, in a very unceremonious way. Yeah. The way Magic trashed him in yeah, the media. Exactly. Um, just, and Lonzo Walls looked at his replacement. Um, and then Julius Randle, his other client, was benched. Uh, what they were trying to hurt is his contract value for a long time. And, you know, obviously he had a rough year in Los Angeles to the point where he wanted out. To, so you do all that. I don't think they're stupid. I don't think they do that knowing. I think they know who Paul George's agent is. Right. And I, don't, I don't think they do that thinking. This uh, won't come back to bite us. Yeah, like, right. oh, but we really want Paul. We're right. just going to, but we're going to trash your other two major clients. I think they didn't care. Well, I think they would have taken. Do you think they knew LeBron was coming a long time ago, and that Paul was no longer uh, priority? A priority. Like, I'm sure they would have taken. Like, him. Paul was a priority at one point, but that he no longer became that case. I, I yes, it wouldn't surprise me if that was the case. Um, like, I think the D'Angelo Russell trade they were willing to do regardless. Um, I think the treatment of Randall was strange. Yeah, because you have the guy on your team. You know? And then when they finally started to play him in the second half, he played brilliantly. And yeah. then they just, today, 
when they wanted to negotiate, say, hey, we, we think maybe we can come back and play with LeBron. Yeah. They're like, nah, out of here, son. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we don't want nothing to do with you. Yeah. Like, it was kind of, like, crazy. It was like, to sign Rondo. Yeah. So, and some people thought that may have also been a sign boogie, which that, that never happened. Maybe they had a... In a way that was spectacular. Maybe they had a... a that no one could have seen. He was coming in. And that never happened, but... Um, no, I think this Paul George thing, I don't think that the Thunder are all of a sudden is spectacular. I, I think the Thunder are the same team they were last year. Uh, they got to do something with Melo. They they got to they gotta buy him out. Melo's going to be a Laker next year, man. Yo, Mo Hamilton was saying that he thinks that Melo's a viable option for the Lakers. He, I mean, look, I, if, I mean, if I were them, I'd bring him in. That would be, so you... be so sad for LeBron. He running with them guys in Melo. I know, man. They're like, what, Yo, what are you doing, LeBron? This, this would be, that, that, I'll be honest, that would feel like midlife crisis, LeBron. Yeah, I, I went to Los Angeles and got a ragtag group of guys. The 2011 we All-Star. We're going to run with these guys. Like, Yo, LeBron, what are you doing, fam? You could have went to the Rockets. You could have went to the You could have went to the Sixers. You could have had a nice little super team set up. Yeah. Said you want to go to Hollywood. you bringing these, these undesirable <laughs> things. Like, somebody mentioned, like, yo, man. Next thing you know, going to get a mohawk and get a, buy a motorcycle. It's the midlife crisis. Like, like someone mentioned, though. I mean, remember the, the 2011 Heat? Had uh, Drew Zogowskis and Jawan Howard and <laughs> uh, Eric Dampier and Joel Anthony. Like, that team had some knucklehead old guys also. I mean, I don't know. I mean, the Warriors, the Warriors, I mean, not the Warriors, the Lakers are going to be formidable. The Thunder will be formidable. But in the Western Conference, give me a team like Utah that is young, getting better, um, as long as they're healthy, obviously, which is also somewhat of a concern with Gobert getting injured at times and Rubio had dealt with injuries and Alfie Mitchell played a certain style of basketball that may lend him to getting hurt at times but um, and Exum, that guy, if he's back well, I mean, he's, you don't guarantee he's going to get hurt basically yeah. <laughs> the way he's been but I think Utah has a chance to be very good um, but no, I, I I'm honestly <laughs> see, this whole Boogie Cousins thing messed Leo so much, I'm like, man, like, who even cares about the Thunder anymore? Who cares about any of these teams anymore? Like, the, I mean, I think I still think the East will be interesting. Yeah, because it's wide open. Yeah, because, like, literally, like, Milwaukee could come out. Yeah. If Greek Freak is that great. Yeah. But, like, the West is like, who cares, man? It's just LeBron, the Warriors, and, I mean, maybe the Rockets will be interesting. You know, like, because they gave him such a fight last year, I think people will be paying attention to Golden State, to Houston. Um, but I don't know. I mean, we're talking about these other free agents, though. I mean, what any of the moves that's, well, that stood out you want to talk about? What I, what I will say is you mentioned the Eastern Conference. Yeah. And people have been talking about now that LeBron's gone, who's the best player in the East? And most people say Greek Freak, and yeah. I would say Greek Freak. I agree. Um, Skip Bayless says it's Joel Embiid without question, which is strange. I... He must have something, I, I guess, to be honest, to yeah, say yeah. without question. Yeah, I know, right? It's obvious that I guess now LeBron's left that void. Yeah, exactly. He has someone else. He needs someone yeah, else exactly. to get on. So <laughs> he's picking I Giannis. I don't know. Yeah, I think so. I don't um, get why. How you think that Joel and Giannis aren't close? But like, and I've seen a lot of people mention like who are those guys at the top, and people have mentioned the names I see most when I've seen people talk about this topic. The names I see most frequent, obviously Embiid and 
Giannis. I see Kyrie's name a lot, obviously. Yeah, he's in there. Um, I see. Uh, uh, I want to say I see Tatum's name a lot, which is strange. No, come on. Very strange. I see Jason Tatum a lot. No, if you see Tatum, you should be seeing Porzingis. And I see Ben Simmons a lot. Those are like the names that I see the most. Those clearly, these are the two that only watch uh, playoff basketball. Uh, clearly, right? <laughs> Prisoner of the they, they watch only the. I love Jason Tatum. The Celtics. This I think year. Ben Simmons. You know, I was all on him being I, the number yo, one pick. I, I'm gonna be honest. I, how are you gonna say Tatum and Simmons before you say Oladipo? Hey, Oladipo. Why do people keep not putting respect yo, on this kid's name? I can't put uh, like look. This kid's nasty. Like Oladipo is like he's like. Close to being number two. I'm saying he's right like, in this class. I think class. he's right under Giannis, and then he's him and Embiid and him and Kyrie are like right Th- those there. are the top guys. I mean, I I think DeRozan is disrespected by putting Tatum and Simmons. I agree ahead with of that him. too. You know, I think John Wall might be being disrespected putting those guys ahead of him. Like there are a lot of guys in the Eastern Conference. Like those guys might end up being all stars next year or at some point, but those guys weren't all stars this year. Yeah, just because LeBron's gone now, all of a sudden those guys are the third. The fourth best player in the East. I don't know. What I will say also is that, like, those teams, a lot of those teams feel like there's an opportunity there. Like, I, like two months ago, Washington was, like, wondering whether or not they should give up. But I wonder if now LeBron's gone, they feel like we maybe we should run it back. Because remember, Washington was all crazy going into the season, sure. like, we're better than Boston, and we're Cleveland's best shot. Now Cleveland's gone. They may feel like, look, we're better than, we're certainly better than than Cleveland now, and we can give Boston a run for their money. Toronto was a 59-win team last year, lest, lest we forget. Yeah. I mean, they were, they were easily the best team in the East last year, and they just choked, like they do every year, against LeBron. Yeah. Now, do I think they will beat the Celtics in a seven-game series? If the Celtics are healthy, I don't think so. But it's certainly not impossible. I was worried about Toronto going, coming into the playoffs as a Celtics fan. That was without Kyrie and Hayward. But I was worried. Like, man. I mean, this Toronto plays uh, Toronto in a in a LeBronless East. I mean, this. I don't know what will happen. They might be a Finals team. They, yeah, maybe that was the only they had to get rid of that guy in the East, or maybe that they, they just. I would also say there's uh, another issue. There's other issues with that are beyond LeBron. Al Horford in a, in a LeBronless East might be a, a Finals guy. I know he's been just LeBron's been in his way. That that Finals every step of the way. That, Him that, and Lance Stevenson, those two guys, have, LeBron's been in their way. Every they will never let he never let those two men prosper. I'm sure Al Horford had nightmares after that uh, <laughs> that Eastern Conference Finals. Like man, I was so close, man. And again, this guy's been sleeping guy. me my entire career. I thought I won off them. And Lance has probably the same thing. Yeah, I know. They were right. They were they were in a one possession ball game in game five and game seven on the road. Yep. In the four late in the fourth quarter. And they just they, they couldn't do it. The king always prevailed. Um But I mean the rest of these free agent moves, I mean they feel so minute after this boogie LeBron stuff. But I know. Um I mean I thought Ariza going to Phoenix was weird. I don't know what they're doing uh, there. The Knicks bringing Hazonia. I mean, I think Hazonia can play, man. I mean, outside of him coming out of the draft, but he had a rough rookie year. I almost, I almost gave he had up. A really rough second year. Yeah, I almost gave his up. His second on year him. was worse than his rookie year. But 
at times he was Orlando's best player. So yeah, he showed stuff ever since that second half. But yeah. when he was in the there stretch, line, played well. There was a stretch, the same stretch that Porzingis was playing terrible. Like Hazonia was playing excellent, and like people were, were comparing the stats. Like, hey, look, Hazonia is better than Porzingis. <laughs> Jesus. And like, so like, I mean, Hazonia is not a bum. It's just you have to deal with the immature basketball that he plays. Yeah, uh, style of basketball that he plays. Uh, and he's not playing any defense. Yes, that's an issue too. Um, honestly, I think Hazonia is better on a team where he doesn't have to do as much. Like, I mean, yeah, you want him taking a lot of shots, but you don't want him like dribbling the ball. If that you makes sense. Creating, yeah, you don't want him creating a whole lot of his own offense. Uh, I think he can really shoot. And he can really attack the basket. For some reason his jump shot, his three point shot, hasn't translated to the NBA line yet. I mean, he's streaky. Yeah. Uh, but he can he can very much shoot the basketball when he's hot. So I don't know. Um, there are still some big name free agents out there, though. There's still some some big fish. Obviously, Boogie's out. But look, Isaiah Thomas, where is he going to end up? It's true. You know, I low low key. I wonder if Boston will will bring him back. Circle that wagon. We don't need another point guard. We've yeah. got like three already. I, I don't think that they'll bring him back. Uh, but. I mean, where is they'd he only go? bring him back if Rozier is traded in a Kawhi Leonard deal. I think that's when the only time they would. Yeah, I that. think they would. Th- I think both sides would be like, we might have to do this. Yeah, because like we'll fix your hip and <laughs> we'll make all things. We got a new. Good. We got a new set of doctors. Yeah, we got rid of the old training staff. Um, but yeah, I it's still a free agent. Um, we saw DeAndre Jordan obviously go to Dallas, which that's uh, a man, massive. Upgrade for them. I mean, Dallas, their life just changed completely with the draft and the signing, and free agent signing. They're a totally different team. They they won, they lost fifty eight games last year. Yeah, and I think they might win forty five next year. That's incredible. I mean, I thought Doncic was worth like seven wins. Yeah, and I think DeAndre might be worth like five. Yeah, and those that together, that's what a twelve win. Close to forty. Already. Yeah, exactly. You're already getting close to forty. Yeah, um, they make other moves. If I may be off and maybe Doncic is like Donovan Mitchell and DeAndre is, you know, that much of an impact defensively and the other guys play better, Denny yeah. Smith gets better, like they might be a 45-win team. So, um, I don't know. They got sneaky good rotation. Denny Smith, Berea running the, running the point. Barnes. Doncic, Barnes, Matthews on the wing. They still got Dirk Nowitzki, Dwight Powell. And now DeAndre Jordan. That's that's not uh that's not a, a whack squad by any means. Yeah, um, I think they'll certainly compete for a playoff spot next year. Yeah, and I, I mean the West is tough. Like who's at the bottom of the Eastern Conference? That's what that's a, that's a funny conversation that <laughs> yeah, that's a very interesting. You know, people, that's a question that literally can, no one's asking. So I know because people bring you the about, content that nobody's talking about. People guys. are talking about generation like sports talk. Like oh man, the West, bottom of the West is gonna be so tough to crack a playoff spot. I'm like, how easy is it gonna be in the East? Like, who's gonna be in the, that? The way I look at the East right now, like none of the teams that didn't make it this year, I think are gonna make it. Chicago the Pistons, Hornets, Knicks, Nets, Bulls, Magic, and Hawks. I think the Bulls are the only team that I look at. The Bulls and Pistons are the only team I look at and say they would have a, a shot. I don't think any of those other teams have a shot to make it. But one of them will because the Cleveland Cavaliers might not make it. Cleveland ain't making it. They're just not going to make it? Cleveland ain't making it. So, one of those teams is going to make it. I'm willing to say right now, Cleveland's not winning more than 25 games next year. 
Uh, I'm not, uh, I'll take there. you on that bet. I don't think so. I think they win 35. With who? The East is awful. They don't like Kevin Love. All right, man. We saw a whack that team was with saying, LeBron they James. Like, they got Kevin Love and they got the young bull. Oh, I was, but I was like, you said young. I was like, who on that roster was good? <laughs> <laughs> Jordan Clarkson? <laughs> nah, they got the young bull. That team's going to be a mess, man. I mean, I don't think Tyron was a good coach. Like, I don't think that Kevin Love's the same player he was in Minnesota. I don't think Colin Sexton can carry a team on his back as a rookie. So many things wrong with that team. I think we're going to see how great LeBron was when we watch the Lakers versus the Cavs next year. We're going to be like, man, look how bad this team is and look how good. Remember what happened last time. This is going to be the same deal. Remember people saying Mo Williams? They look, they still got Mo Williams and they still got Varejao? I don't know, man. Um, I do think that... Uh I, I kind of like what the Pelicans are doing a little bit uh, with Randall and, and and Peyton, young guys, guys who I thought had their best seasons last year. Um, I don't know if I like the Pelicans getting rid of Randall, getting Randall to get rid of Boogie, but I think with the way the Pelicans they they figured out a style of play, they figured out an identity. It seems like those two, these two guys they picked up today, fit that identity well. So. I like what I see from the Pelicans, um, and I think that the Sixers actually, as a as a Knicks fan, I was a little disappointed. I think the Sixers made a shrewd move in bringing back JJ Redick on that one year deal. Once all hell broke loose and they weren't going to get anyone, he played extremely well from last year, and they he's taken an eight million dollar pay cut to do it. He's made twenty last year, now he's making twelve for another one year deal. I mean, in reality, it's not that much for pay cut. In the sense, that, that, I mean, he's making. Yeah, tell him that was making twenty million dollars. You're gonna make twelve. It was a, tell it him was, that's not it a, was a massive overpay to pay him twenty something though. True, but it, it's still like, a pay in the cut. life of a two year deal. He's getting what, what he would have gotten. What is it? That, that's thirty two. It's thirty two million. Yeah, that's about what he would have gotten. That's, a, that's, that's, that's about where he would have gotten. I almost wonder if like that was like a wink wink deal they did. But they like, like, yo, we like, can't bring you back. Yeah, you're twenty million, but like, yo, like next year if we bring you back, like take take ten or yeah. twelve, you know. And he probably was all right. Yeah. So, I mean, they could have done that. Um, but, I mean, he played great for them. They need that shooting with Ben Simmons. I kind of thought that when he left, when I assumed he would leave, that the Knicks would be a great spot to give them Courtney Lee. Uh, they still might. I mean, they lost Bellinelli. They still may need that spot, yeah. They didn't bring in any shooting in the draft because he drafted Zaire Smith. Um, they got Shamit Sh- can shoot it, though. Yeah, I don't know if he's going to play. But it's tough to get on the roster with those guys. Yeah, rookies, what are they man. gonna do with McConnell? I feel like they got they got to do something with their guard situation. They got a lot of guards and none of them are that great. I don't know. I mean, McConnell right now is better than Fultz, which I mean it's not good for them long term. I mean, Fultz if he gets a jump if he gets his jump shot back, which I don't think that'll be the case next year. And I, you know I love McConnell, but I think Fultz. Yeah, Fultz I, think, will, I think he's gonna be not say dynamite, but I think he'll be electric next year. I think he'll play well. Uh, uh, Quickly, anything on Gordon on the max deal he got with uh, Orlando? I don't watch Magic basketball, so. I got to watch this year. I got to see my man Bamba. I'm just surprised that the, the Magic pulled the trigger on it. I'm just surprised. I, we all kind of wonder, like, oh, are they really going to do this? Like, we knew that it was a possibility, but it was like. That they had to pay Gordon? Yeah, it was like, yo, you're really going to get this guy four years max money? You, got, you have and to. And when they didn't re- get to give him the extension during the season, you kind of start to think maybe they won't pull the trigger on this. Maybe they'll kind of hope that someone else will do it. But once no one else had any cap room left, 
and they were looking staring down the barrel of letting a number four pick in the draft just walk in free agency. They, I guess, they felt like they had no choice. I don't know that Sal Cal, Cal, I would love to see what that salary cap situation is like. I, I don't know. Gordon, he's a guy that maybe has some upside. I just, I don't know. He just looks like a, a role player to me. He looks like a, like a really solid like fourth option. He's gonna play some defense. He's a great athlete. He in a in a pinch he could My like light up in one day and like and like really ha- put up big numbers. Well. But I don't know if he's the kind of guy that uh, I'm giving eighty four million dollars to. But he's still young. He's only what twenty two years old. Yeah, he was seventeen, almost eighteen last year. Did uh, yeah, man, he should have signed a one year deal to go to Golden State. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he Kendall's running joke. Did, did you see uh, <laughs> Richard signed a one year deal with the Warriors? Did you see uh oh now Boogie's Boogie Spin is apparently through Mark Spears, uh who's a Boogie mouthpiece. Been a Boogie oh, mouthpiece. don't do that to Mark Spears. No, Mark Spears, Mark Spears is a, he's a good reporter. But he's been a, he's very connected to Boogie Cousins. Okay. So anything he's be a little let's be a little nicer than calling so him a mouthpiece. Anything he's he a great reports, reporter. Look, all you guys are good. Kind of like, but I'm keeping it one hundred. They all have anyone. to look, man, we're we're in the business now. They all have to do things for you know, their scoops for their scoops. You know, Shams is a Lonzo mouthpiece. He's good at the job. Woj is a, is a Spurs mouthpiece in this Kawhi thing. It's very obvious. But Mark Spears said that Boogie Cousins, you know, got zero offers from teams and he was confused and he was hurt by the fact that he got zero offers. I he was out of anger, basically? I don't I wouldn't say out of anger, but like he had no choice. Like this was the best option for him. Which I I'm that's a that's a spin. No way. You're trying to tell me, and Woj came out and said that there were teams with cast base that won nothing to do with the guy. I think that that's very accurate. Oh, man. I think that I think there are a lot of teams that don't want to deal with him. I don't think that even that's, on a one year deal. Yeah, I don't think I think there are a lot of teams that are like, no, I, no, he's just he's just not on their board for a guy they would ever want on their team. But do I think no one? I think I, here's what I think happened. I think I think he's telling the truth, but he's being misleading. I think that, yes, I think there are probably a situation where at this point in time, he had no offers. But he also didn't let the market fully play out to where I'm sure once the market fully played out and they were like, yo, Cousins is still on the board, someone would have said, yo, we got we to gotta do it. And he just didn't get to that point. We're only on July 2nd. And he, like, remember there were days where guys wouldn't sign until the 6th or 7th? Like, so he clearly wanted to... Signed somewhere immediately. He didn't like the the. I don't think he liked the uncomfortability of like being the top guy available. Now LeBron's gone, and no one signed. No one really giving him the offers that he wanted. I think the Pelicans would have resigned him. I think the Pelicans would have gave him. It wasn't even the offers he wanted, but they would have eventually. Eventually, once, the, once the price came down, they eventually would have got. Remember when Jr. Cool was like a free agent for like three months with Cleveland? Right. Yeah. Eventually, he like held out to like right before the season. And they eventually signed. Yeah. For crazy money, like it might. Tristan Thompson is the same thing. So I, yeah, I, I don't know. It feels like a spin, though. It feels like we're gonna say he he got zero offers, but it's a spin. But I don't know. I don't think he even needs to explain himself. I don't know why he's doing this. We all know why you're doing it. Why is he saying this thing? about, oh, nobody wanted me. <laughs> exactly. Says, I'm gonna break the league. I, I don't think that that's what he, I don't. I don't think that had anything to do with why he did this. I mean. I think I do think he was legitimately uncomfortable with not having any offers. Clearly, Boston was going after him. Yeah, so yeah. that was one team. But it was, it was ideally, I, honestly, I think what he meant was I had zero offers that I like money wise, so <laughs> I had to take a. a, a, a see, but I don't get it. Torres Achilles. The competition 
aspect of it is like maybe I don't I don't know I'm not an athlete so I can't say but maybe I'm off but I, you would think that like you would be like look I can take a one year with the team that I know I'm automatically gonna win but it's no competitive fire at all or I can take a team that will give me a shot I might not but I gotta prove it to myself and I can I can compete and I can look like a savior the only thing though is that Rondo has kind of been doing that for like the last five years and no one's ever given him even when he's played well they still haven't like paid him like that I'm gonna do a one year or two year and like eventually they'll get my money well I'm not saying do it on a bad thing I'm just saying if you go to Boston alright like if you had a choice between Boston and Golden State and you said to yourself look I'm gonna be in the finals either way more than likely but I'd rather guarantee myself the ring on a team where I know I'm gonna be hated and I'm gonna be just there's gonna be a whole bunch of vitriol people saying I'm a loser I mean Durant did the same thing he had the same choices and he decided to go to Golden State this one's even more, I think, jarring. Because it's like... Boston would have tipped the scale. Whereas this now... Or Boston would have balanced the scale, rather. This tips the scale in a way that... It just... I, I don't... I mean, this guy's just not competitive anymore. Yeah. I don't get it. Let's wrap the show, Kendall, with Kendall's Court. What we got? Kendall's Court, EJ. Um, we're going out to uh, Canada. Uh, north of the border. North of the border. I'm not talking Shout out about. to Drake. Dropped a new album, Scorpion. Yeah, man. I've heard about seven songs. I can't get through the double album. It's going to take me a while to get through that, Drake. We, what I will say about the Canadian uh, future of Canadian basketball has nothing to do with Toronto Raptors, at least yet. Maybe in a year, depending on if they decide to blow it up at some point. But um, the, the Canadian basketball... Uh, national team has been playing in the FIBA World Cup qualifiers um, the same tournament in which Don Maker is you know drop kicking guys Jesus on the Philippines that was crazy the, you know doing he, the, yo, he, was, he went full day yeah, yeah, that's what, yeah he went Shinsuke Nakamura <laughs> that's why I said earlier today but <laughs> but regardless uh, you know Canada is also playing in, in a World Cup qualifying uh, uh, tournament and they are featuring not Andrew Wiggins, but they feature a lot of NBA players. Kelly Olynyk's playing, Corey Joseph, the great Anthony Bennett, former number one pick, is playing. The GOAT. Um, but their leading scorer, EJ, in this tournament is, is R.J. Barrett, a, uh, I believe, 18-year-old, might be, I believe 18-year-old, um, future Duke Blue Devil, uh, who we talked about last week, it will be undoubtedly the number one pick in the draft. If healthy, um, it's very, I mean, it's surprising for me because, I mean, look, I think Barrett's a very good player, but it's very rare to see a guy on that, at that age that is playing on this high of a level that, I mean, I mean, he, they were playing, I forgot who they were playing, they were playing a lot of shaky teams, obviously, but they were playing somebody and he threw a no-look pass to Olenek that was very, very slick and he's playing extremely high-level basketball playing with NBA players and becoming their best player. Yeah. Um, that's what's so impressive. Uh, last year, I was talking a lot about how Luka Doncic playing in Eurobasket and playing great was an amazing accomplishment. And this isn't exactly on that level because he isn't playing against as good competition. 
on as big of a stage. Uh, but at the same time, the, just the fact that amongst NBA players on his own team, like Doncic is on Slovenia, like he's got Dragic. That's pretty much it. And that's it, you know. And then Zoran Dragic was a former NBA player for a hot minute. But like, you know, it's not that hard to ascend to the best. You know, right. you don't have to be that great of an NBA player to do that. R.J. Barrett, like, you've got to have some game. If you're, I mean, Kelly Olynyk, I mean, he's not a scrub. You know, like. I mean, Corey Joseph, I mean, he's close to a scrub, but he's not a complete scrub. Like, he's a rotation guy for some teams. Right. Um, so for him to emerge as by far the best player on that team is an accomplishment for the first time he's played on the Canadian national team. Um, so that's exciting. And then also we saw uh, for Japan, Rui Hachimura, nuke that found maker-led Australian team um, in a must-win game for Japan to qualify for the World Cup. So, uh, I mean, we had two big-time 2019 draft prospects who have been shining and leading their national teams, which is very rare for guys these age. Yeah. Hachimura, not as surprising because Japan's got literally no other players. He's probably the tallest know. guy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, I remember a game in, it was like four or five years ago, he played against a Team USA team that had like, had Jason Tatum, like Harry Giles, and yeah. all these guys. Like, they lost by, like, 80 points, but, like, Rui had, like, 30. I was like, yo, this guy, he looks good. But, like, they lost, like, you know, the rest of the team had, like, five. It was ridiculous. <laughs> but that was funny. But uh, that was when I first watched the guy, and I was like, oh, this kid's actually, like, pretty yeah. good. Um, but, yeah, I thought this R.J. Barrett thing was, was interesting. Well, I think that Barrett and Rui are likely to be some of the marquee names that we see in college basketball next season. Gonzaga. Uh, has a potential to be a final. All the marquee team. names will be on four teams. Duke. It'd be Duke, Kentucky, Kansas, and Kentucky. Yeah. And, and and Duke certainly with the with the, the brotherhood that they've extended with the guys they got this year, um, they're gonna be in the conversation for the national championship. So you're right. It, it's rare you see young guys dominate international ball the way we have this World Cup qualifying uh stage, but I think these are two these guys, if these guys went one and two in the draft, it wouldn't shock, surprise them. Yeah, I don't think it surprise anyone who's following it. Maybe it would Hachimura may surprise people who aren't paying attention, but in what could be a down draft where the one and done talent seems light, teams might go for the high, the, the 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 college junior right. who still looks like he has a bunch of upside and is a physical specimen. I mean, Rui is six nine and he looks like he's. He's chiseled like a Greek god. I mean, he's just yeah. ridiculous, his physique. So um, the kid's got game. He's just a jump shot away from really putting it all together. He shoots well for Japan. Yeah, yeah. and really it's the three-point. He shot well for Gonzaga. It's yeah. really the, the, the range is that he's got a good 10 to 15-footer. It's like can he extend that range to the college three and the NBA three? That will be his biggest thing. But with RJ, yeah, I mean, RJ is nice. I mean, we, we knew that a couple – didn't he, he – as a sophomore, did he tear apart? He tore apart uh, Cal Perry's under eighteen team, um, playing for Canada a couple years ago. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean this guy. I mean this guy has been the guy. I don't know if we did a, for a while. I don't know now. if we did a uh, a candles court on that last year. But I think we did. <laughs> I feel like we did. But yeah, R.J. Barrett scored thirty nine against Team USA and nuked them um, yeah. in a game that uh, was shocking. I mean, he and that was under nineteen, and he was seventeen years old. Yeah. Playing under, he just turned seventeen. He was basically like sixteen years old, and just by far the best player on the court. With players that now 
or in the NBA. Yeah. So, so RJ Barrett's definitely name to remember next year, Duke. He's gonna be a star in college. Then did you see? Uh, I mean, I mentioned Jaron Jackson looking great, mm-hmm. uh, but did you see uh, Trey Young looked awful? Yeah, game. it wasn't a good start. I, I'm I'm close to selling my stock on. Yeah, you can't sell the stock on one summer. <laughs> no, nah, man, I did the same thing with Lonzo Ball last year. Can't do that. Remember that? I was like, Lonzo Ball started like, lighting it up. What's, what's the, like? And so, it was somewhere in the middle. It was closer <laughs> to bad, though. I think. I, I think wait, it, it wasn't terrible. Of he, it wasn't because of how you played in the summer league. I think the the poor shooting that we saw in the summer league was indicative well, that, of the that shooting. That was true. The poor shooting we saw but in Clay, the NBA. Trey Young's not going to shoot the way he shot today. There's no that guy is a lethal shooter. He's not gonna shoot like he's not gonna shoot four for eighteen again. He looks like he's having trouble against these, these the length and athleticism. I mean, look, I mean, look maybe he just got Javar, Javon Carter, you know, syndrome where he can't score against this guy. Yeah, he got to go with Javon Carter again. Yeah, man. Man, I, man, I, I, good luck to anyone who has to ever go against that guy, especially like, in your first summer league. I mean, that, that guy, Russell Westbrook and Steph Curry may have problems with that guy. That guy is just scary. Uh, <laughs> he is. He's a scary dude. I don't think Javon Carter. I don't know what I'm is that guy. It, it was scary when he was a, a college player that was bald and looked like he was thirty. You know, now he's in the NBA. He'll be amongst other men. You know, but he still looks li- bald and older than everyone it, on the court. A, yeah, that's true. It'll look he a little less looks, scary. He's still older than everyone on the court. But his, only, only time he's gonna, he's not gonna look like the oldest guys when they play the Kings and Vince Carter's out there. That's true. That's the only time. Like, All right, John. Uh, we got another ball guy. Yeah. On the ball. <laughs> now you know Richard Jefferson's out of the league now. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, there's only so many guys with that balding look that 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 are out there. And nobody plays with the physicality that Javon Carter plays with. So I can understand your first game, uh, Javon Carter, not like making you uh, play that well. Uh, I think that's a good place to wrap the show though, Kendall. So thank you guys. Uh, so much for listening, and hope you guys enjoyed. And for the people on YouTube who stayed on and want to listen to the rest of the podcast, thank you guys so much for joining us. We hope you keep uh, listening to our podcast. We're going to try to do more and more of those uh, podcast videos where we start our show on the hot topic, and then we uh, continue on on SoundCloud and iTunes. But you can catch the full shows, of course, like I said, on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Stitcher. But, again, we're going to start putting our uh, podcast on YouTube. So we're very excited about that. This was our first trial run. I think it went pretty well. Also, follow us on Facebook, New Generation Media. Follow us on Twitter at New Generation Pod. Follow me on Twitter at EJ underscore Stewart. And on Instagram at Action EJ. That does it for now. We'll be back next week with more sports talk. For Kendall, I'm EJ. Peace.